0: game do you ever feel the same well maybe we could change turn the ship another way feel it in the darkness We're sailing right into those jagged cliffs yeah some say we've always been insane
1: hello and welcome to this week's game. episode of idea farm my name is benjamin light and as always my co-host is mr kel simpson This week is a special episode because we actually try to stay on topic for once. So we chose to talk about what we thought might, should be compulsory in education. And so we talk about that and pretty much stay on topic, I think, for the whole show. Um, If you want to let us know what you think should be compulsory too, um, let us know. Comment on ideafarm.education. And if you find you have the time and don't have anything else to do... uh, you can always rate us the, in the podcast on the various outlets that you are downloading or listening to us on. Um, we'll probably send out the first newsletter today um, and see how that goes. If you receive the newsletter and you think other people might be into it, there's a way to click and then add someone to it to forward it. Don't actually forward them the email because then uh, everything gets messed up. So just don't forward it. Uh, click on the link. Click on the linky link. Today's music is brought to you by Alex Baroza, and it's called A Foolish Game. And again, I got that over at uh, Dig CC. Um, some good stuff over there. And uh, that's about it. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Here we go. How's it going? Uh, good going pretty well. How are you? Good man. Did you do any more fasting?
0: No, I was just doing a day.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, is it like how often do you uh how not often, often do you do, no yeah. not,
0: no. I mean every time how I often? do that, uh-huh. I I say I should do it like once a month. Like I read there's I don't so I, I haven't dug into this, so uh-huh. don't you know, don't attack me here. <laughs> But supposedly there's a lot of uh, health benefits if doing it, but for nothing else, it's just like mindfulness mm-hmm. is good, you know? Yeah. No, I've heard uh, like intermittent
1: fasting is supposed to be really good.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm interested in that, but I think I should probably fast at least just like once a month, but I don't, that's yeah. only the third time I've ever done it. So like three times in the past two years. Gotcha. But what I about, did read uh,
1: Angela. How often oh. Angela, how often does she does it
0: less now? She used to do it more often. She, oh, okay. would do, um, she would do like an intense fast once a year of a week. Oh, I don't wow. know if it was a full week. Maybe it was five days, but yeah, like, you know, several days in a row. And mm-hmm. uh, she did one last year, but I think she, as we have told, like she's moving into a different phase of life. Mm-hmm. She's trying to focus on different things, and I don't think she plans to do like the longer fasts at present. But, you know, she's got yoga yeah. friends that have done crazy fasts. Like really? you can go way longer without food than you think you can.
1: Yeah, it's like you know, until anything super bad happens, is like twenty something days or something, isn't
0: it? I don't know, but yeah. Um, <laughs> just interesting tidbit. I read that um, uh, uh, Harriet Tubman. I was like, who is it? Harriet Tubman used to do a fast every Friday because she learned that from her father. I don't know. I just thought. Yeah, I just thought. Really? Huh. Once a week. That is
1: interesting. Mm. Huh. That's yeah. It's interesting how things get passed down and, and what you do and, and not even knowing why you do it kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's basically but that it works, sure. right? That, that yeah, it works.
1: Mm-hmm. And all those invisible things we know. Yep. All right. So uh, compulsory. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what do you think? Oh, and other thing, did you, I saw you, you, saw that Seneca thing. Have you read him at all or have you done studied the Stoics at all? No. As a is he Greek? Okay. He is.
0: Yeah, I've heard the name. He is a Greek man.
1: Yeah. So him and... um, uh, uh, Who's that other one? Marcus Aurelius, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're the most famous Stoics. But um, I've started to read a little bit about them, but I, j- mm-hmm. I was just curious about
0: them. No, that was good. I don't know uh, if I've told that to you, but I've had that sentiment. Like I've just got a stack of books and I'm just constantly trying to get through them and they don't really... Right when I first became a reader, I would like just dwell on a book, you know, and stay there for so long mm-hmm. and write notes yeah. and stuff. And now I don't, I don't mm-hmm. find myself doing that as much, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard for me. Like I understand rereading is good, you know, but <laughs> you know, cause I, I feel like I need to get other books in, but I reading that, that, that statement of his, it is, it seems to be, you know, find the people you, you really want to learn from and read all of their stuff, kind of thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and soak yourself in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that uh, I took the last book that I've read. Well, I say that I've actually I usually am reading. This is probably a terrible habit as well. I'm usually reading a fiction and a nonfiction at the same time.
1: Yeah, I don't and have a. Who knows? It's whatever works for you, right?
0: Well, I, it's just because I can't. Like, it's because I get bored with one, though, so I can just go back right. and forth. Yeah. It's not because. I'm trying to read fiction and nonfiction specifically. I just happen to do it that way. But, Mm -hmm. but both of the fiction and nonfictions that I've last read have just been like really long. I've been reading them for months now. So even though I say I usually go through them quickly, it's it's taken me a long time to get through these.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That happens. That happens. Oh man. Uh, Yeah. So, what do you, do you, is there, when you were, when you've been thinking about the compulsory stuff, is there one thing that stood out to you or like one thing that you thought
0: raised above or was there just, uh, just a bunch of stuff that was? Some concepts. I've got some concepts and then I jotted okay. down. So I started with this. Well, essentially you've seen the Bourne movies. Jason Bourne. Yes. I just want to create lots of little Jason Bournes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here's what I mean by that um not that I awesome. well I just love how fluid he is like or MacGyver you can do MacGyver yeah. like you can put yes. them in any situation yeah. and they flourish that's I like that yeah. um and then when I was in Columbia actually I started having these thoughts about like what would I think would be compulsory and mm-hmm. the reason why is because I had realized um what Things that I really enjoyed doing that I had really just learned from YouTube and then tried out, like driving a motorcycle, like mm-hmm. snowboarding, mm-hmm. other things, baking bread. I mean, so many things. I just watch a YouTube video and then you have to do it, right. and, then you, and then you have to reflect and try it again, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that led me down the path of thinking. So if I can just do that, if I can just watch YouTube videos and learn the things that I want to learn, right? What is the purpose of school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that 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 was kind of the initiating. What do you think about that before I go any further?
1: Um, the one, the Jason Bourne thing is fantastic. Um, I That connects to, well, that I, um, that one movie, Lena had kind of sent us a link on it, and I've, I've seen it. The Captain Fantastic, have you seen that at all?
0: Yeah, I did watch it. It was great.
1: I liked it. Okay, the, his term, the warrior poet. Mm-hmm uh that's always stuck with me and I'm like yes that's that's what I want my children to be you know I want I want them to be able to you know be at peace and and be a learner and be poetic but also if you need to I need you need to be able to you know do what it takes to to help people out kind of thing right um and I'm not even talking like physical violence but in a way yes I think you need to be able to take care of yourself kind of thing you know um, so, yeah, no, I think that Jason Bourne kind of, I, I I see him in the same way, you know, just able to be in the present and then deal with things as they come um, kind of thing. And, yeah, I think that the whole the whole thing about like you, you talk about the purpose of school, I almost, you know, is the purpose of school then to make sure we're creating people who care about learning and who will use whatever resources they have to make themselves better. You know, mm. that are going to pay attention um, to life and see what there is to offer, and watch YouTube videos on how to make bread and make bread and mm-hmm. and and understand that. Um, so, yeah, no, I I completely agree with those those sent- sentiments.
0: Um, so I think that I don't know. This is a course. This is just something that's ongoing and constant. Is you must mm-hmm. be, and I uh, we've talked about this. You must be, yeah, actively. Consciously trying to help kids build self esteem or mm-hmm. self efficacy. Maybe I'm going to start using the yes. word self efficacy instead of self esteem, yeah. but like just this idea. And I think that that is uh, that also. motivation is implicit with that because you tend to be more motivated to do things when you believe that you can and you yes you know what i'm saying because i think motivation motivation and inspiration are also important i don't know that you can teach that but it's something that you can try to cultivate along with Mm -hmm. self-efficacy constantly yeah i think if
1: you put people in situations and you're thoughtful about it you can create motivation (laughs) um there's some especially when people do believe what they're that they're able to do something, they have choice over that. They're passionate about something, then, then you're gonna, you're going to be more motivated to do it, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and I think that that self-efficacy, I, that is a good term. That actually reminded me of the um, Have you ever heard of states of mind?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Um, that was a concept we were learning about in. Um, I'm frantically looking at it so I can not get these wrong. <laughs> Uh, because sometimes you're like oh yeah those things those are cool um let me see if i can test myself so there's efficacy so the belief that you can do something right um there's craftsmanship so this is um you know that you're you work on your craft as a as a professional um mm, everything is tied into Um, Something called holonomy. Have you heard of that before as well? No. Holonomy is the belief that you are an individual, but you're also part of a group. Um, And understanding that you're parts of all of these groups, and also understanding that um, um, the group is better than the individual on some level. Mm -hmm. Like it, it can be more efficient. Like I was arguing in my head because I didn't do this out loud. I was like, some group, like you know, I don't think every group that I can be a part of is more efficient than me by myself. But I do admit that a group that is focused and you know and want to be efficient would be more efficient than myself. But not every group would be efficient by right. definition. Uh-huh. Uh, flexibility, so the ability to, to you know you know, change your mind and, and come what what may. Mm-hmm. Uh, con- consciousness, like we've talked about before, so the, the awareness of yourself mm-hmm. um, and interdependence as well so that you're you're kind of, I think that one is a lot, or maybe it's the flexibility is more about empathy. It's like looking at things from someone else's point of view. Mm-hmm. And so all of these states of mind is what we, uh, when you're trying to cognitively coach someone, you, try, you listen to them to see what state of mind maybe they don't have access to at the moment and you guide them into that so a lot of people don't have efficacy as teachers like and you can tell that when they talk about how oh my group of kids is good this year or my group of kids is bad this year or you know they don't see that they have influence over the situation or that they can Mm -hmm. do stuff about it Mm -hmm. um so i think those that you had mentioned them I, i think that those would be interesting things to cultivate like because there are ways to cultivate that by asking questions to mediate thinking mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. um so that, that's yeah no I'm, how I'm, many of those states fine. of mind are there um there's five and then but then the overall one is called holonomy so i can't okay. remember how that fits okay that's yeah, efficacy, efficacy flexibility craftsmanship consciousness and interdependence
0: so i'm just trying to explain a bit of the philosophy behind the classes I'm eventually going to say, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something that you were saying too about the individual and the group. I was also wrote down that, mm-hmm. you know, I think that it should empower. So there should be a certain level mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. personal well being um, yeah. and independence. But then it, we should also consider the commonwealth, right? Like the community at large. Yes. So, yeah. two quick examples one yeah. would be nutrition, that's the personal yes. thing. Yeah. And the other would be first aid. I think that you need both of those. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. Everybody in society should be able to be a first responder. I'm not. Current, I'm certified and I can't remember the stuff. I mean, you got to do that stuff right. constantly and, and more than just one week long course. You know what I mean? But why yeah. don't we all have that knowledge? Don't you think that's something that's important to society? Know, it's
1: weird, yes. Yeah, for sure. No, 100%. I don't, I don't know why. It's one of those things where you start depending on other people and you don't even understand that you're those invisible forces that are helping you out kind of thing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is just what we were listening to. You started listening to Jordan Peterson's lectures. Have you started doing that?
0: Yeah. 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 the first one,
1: the sacred and the, have you listened to that one? I don't think so. It's like the stake I can't remember the title of it, but he talks about how we have so many things in our lives that are taking care of us for it, that we can focus on other things that we, we don't even realize it. So he was talking about a theater and you walk into a theater and you look at it and the seats are pointed at a certain direction. So you don't have to think about what you have to do. You just go down and, and sit because you know, the room is telling you exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and then you have power, but there's like a, a thousand people working on the power to make sure that it's okay. And there's the police out there making sure no one is coming in. The school has made sure that no one is here that doesn't believe in this stuff and we'll be able to sit and then listen and stuff. And so all these invisible forces that help us help us get along in life. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we take a lot of that stuff for, granted and we we stop learning about it because we don't think we need it and we need it when we well, like and then when you do need it that that's when you understand how important it is so like when you when someone is hurt next to you that you love and you have to wait 30 minutes for someone to take care of them then you're going to be like oh my god like why don't i know how to do something mm-hmm. um so we take all these things just just for granted and i i i'd be hard pressed to understand why we don't teach kids that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: (laughs) like like that might be something i start teaching my my fifth graders today i i I don't know it's like why am i not doing that
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah
1: (laughs) uh and then the nutrition thing that's just yeah i don't we that's huge i mean what is yeah i don't know
0: i i think um (laughs) I'm I'm kind of like excited talking about this. I'm just gonna ramble out several yeah. things you saw yeah, yeah, me yeah. down. Yeah, ramble. You know I mean? um, <laughs> so going back to that, the idea of empowerment and uh, what do we really need from school? I mean, obviously you know. literacy. Like when I think about what does school really give me that I still use and need? Obviously literacy, because that is the opening to you me know. figuring out anything I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm just jumping around. I just didn't want to forget yeah. that one. Um, I would even argue self-defense. I mean, I know they worry about kids mm-hmm. fighting in school and stuff like that, but I think that's valid. I think that's valuable to have. I think that gives yep. you self-confidence as well. Yeah, for sure. And why not?
1: It, that's like the first aid thing. It's like why mm-hmm. why can't, why shouldn't you be able to? Not mm-hmm. in an aggressive way, because even when you learn that stuff, you're learned to you're you're expected not to use it. Mm-hmm. And, the age, you know, if, if you have any teacher that, that knows what they're doing, they always express that this is for you to protect just yourself and the people you care about. You don't use it like that's that's the goal. of, yeah. that kind
0: of thing. And I don't know when you would implement these things um, like because yeah. the next one I'm about to say, you might be like, well, a kid's definitely not going to be interested in that. And I agree. But like as an adult <laughs> right now, I have zero right. understanding of personal finance. Like I am financially yeah. illiterate, man. I don't have any knowledge of that and I'm like I wish I was I wish I had if all the classes that you were making me take anyway why don't you just force Uh me to do that one also like maybe maybe I wouldn't remember much from it but yeah no I agree yeah
1: Yeah. no I'm Diane and I talk about this all the time we are both financially (laughs) illiterate on the law on a big level but thankfully we both are the same way because I think it's always harder if one is super literate and the other one is completely illiterate I think that causes a lot of problems (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if we're both just like yeah just spend the money i don't care at this point <laughs> <laughs> and we're not total stupid on it but yeah no yeah that would be nice i would like to be financially literate um and there has to be t- stuff with you said literacy numeracy so like understanding yeah, I, numbers of
0: course yeah yeah i mean if we're okay. talking about the basics like i even there was a time when i sketched this thing down and like had an idea of like scope and sequence, but I don't know if I agree with all that now. Maybe it's just depends on when the kid's ready personally, but mm-hmm. like those things are like, you know, even though I'm naming like specific courses now, they're like, a lot of them are like skill-based things. No. Really. Yes. We need self-esteem or efficacy. We'll say self-efficacy. And then the other things that empower us, like literacy and numeracy. And then I guess you could name mm-hmm. a couple of things, but it's not a ton. You know what I mean? Like as far as like right. content.
1: Oh, content, screw content.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think screw, there's a lot of... Screw content. What content is important, though? Like, if you look at... I mean, obviously, we didn't get a terrible education because we're, you and I are having this conversation and right. we're a product of yeah. public school systems, aren't we? I mean...
1: Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. Some awful ones, too, that I was...
0: <laughs> I have to blame myself. I have to blame myself, for sure. Even though <laughs> my school... Yeah, like, if you... Obviously, the South Carolina school system is not highly rated, but also, when I look back, I'm like, I didn't do anything. I didn't try to do anything. It yeah. was... Well, yeah,
1: neither did I. I, but you just don't know why, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but content, like, I don't know. Cause I, I, I just thought of this now, like when you said this, I, I think sometimes when we force content and we're like, this is what you learn and this is what is important mm-hmm. is it, is it takes away curiosity mm-hmm. and it, and it takes away thinking that there's something else. Do you know what I mean? Like the past yeah. stuff. Like you know, learning about humans when we were in tribes and hunter gatherers, like it because we tell you it's not important, or we say, we're going to spend three minutes on this and then move on, um we don't mm-hmm. give it we don't give it the importance that it has, and then World War two we spend four years on right, which yes, important, I agree that it's important, um and it <laughs> should be studied, <laughs> but every like like you' I think you're warping the view of things. Um, and so content, I'm not, I'm not a huge, I think what I've always, what I heard one time for content that I liked was foundational, like whatever is foundational and doesn't change, um, like in sciences, that would be important to me. Like I, I would want all kids to understand the, the basics of physics and meteorology and, and kind of all that. But at first I would want them to be curious enough to, to mm-hmm. want to know, right? Like, cause there, there's that actually there's, we looked at this yesterday in our, cause I'm still on that. So I'm back on CPC, that curriculum planning committee. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, so they were talking about 21st century skills. And so they were showing our superintendent, uh, cause new one we have, uh, cause Susan left. So we have a new superintendent. Yeah. Um, she was showing us a couple examples. And so a lot of the stuff we've talking about is on that, um, like the skills that they think people need to succeed in the 21st century. Um, so what was I, I don't even know what my point was there. Oh, but curiosity is on there. Oh, yeah. Like the idea of curious, uh, having initiative. But that's just um, things like that.
0: The beautiful thing about that is that's just there. We just can't screw that up. That's innate in humans, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes, it is. And we do ruin it.
0: (laughs) I think that that's. We do. Yeah.
1: We do. (laughs) Because I have kids that are not curious in my class, and it really worries me. Like, they're not. I'm like, oh, I wonder why that cloud is that shape. And they're like, I don't, this kid's like, I don't care. Mm. Like, I don't know. I'm like, you're not curious. You don't want to find out why this is like, that. no. It's like, really? <laughs> you just, you just don't, you don't, you're not interested at all. Just to, you know, just to know, no. no mm. uh-uh. It's like, oh, okay. This is sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I'm like, how do I get you to be curious? So, um, that that and that's grade five. So that shows how quickly. Because I mean, maybe someone would disagree with that, but I'm pretty. I feel confident that I could back that up. And probably, I mean, it just seems even evolutionary that we are curious. Like that's part of what it means yes. to be human, and that's part of how we for stayed sure. alive for so long. Yeah. Just looking for f- food, you know, like.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Surviving is based on curiosity. Yeah. And- um. Yeah. But yeah, if you go into, I just saw, and I don't think this is, I'm sure this doesn't happen at every school, you know, but I think part of what happens at school is when you punish people for being wrong, they stop being curious mm. because they don't want to be wrong anymore. Uh-huh. Like they're, you know, they, they, they figure out the system, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, fine, I won't do anything and, and you can't punish me because I'm not going to make the mistake. and I'm not going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you look at a, a kindergarten classroom, you have, you see a bunch of vibrant kids who are asking questions and wondering, and and then as they churn through, I don't know when it loses it, but I know fifth grade that stops a lot. I just saw someone tweet out, um, you know, if you want to see the look, go to K five and you hear a bunch of questions, go to fifth grade you hear none. So I'm like, yeah, huh. basically, I mean, it's, that's not true because yeah. But there's My class in. loves questions about what they're supposed to do. Like that—that's that, the questions that I get. What, what am I supposed to like? Is this the right thing? It, it, where, where do I—where do I do this? What you know? It's—it's it's this constant fear of being wrong. That's usually mm-hmm. the question. It's not like mm-hmm. out of curiosity, like, "Oh, how does that work?" or "Can you mm-hmm. tell me more about that?" You know, those aren't the questions I get. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, can, "Where do I put the paper?" I'm like, "I don't want whatever, dude." <laughs> just like just relax and, and I'm, you're not going to get punished. can I take the work home and work on it was like what do you think I'm going to do <laughs> so what person do I seem like I am do I seem like the person who's going to yell at you for taking work home and doing it and like well no no not at all I was like why are you asking me just do, just do it <laughs> Do it, man. So yeah, those are the questions I get. Though, mm.
0: yeah. Um, kind of relating to that, like I, today yeah. I was eating lunch, and uh, I'm not a parent, so I'm sure like <laughs> parents probably hear hate hearing people like me talk about what they would do. Never, if they, if kids, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, I'll say <laughs> I'll say it, and you can correct yes. me, and, and life will humble me. Maybe someday. <laughs> but it is—it's totally easy to give a kid a smartphone or an iPad and just be like. Watch this thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but I was just, I just had this idea. When I was sitting there talking to Angela today, and I saw this kid that was probably three or four, and they had the smartphone watching it, you know. And I was like, That's gonna kill our imagination because <laughs> when I was a kid, we just had to be lost, like, Oh, yeah, like you yeah. know, you just had to. It's not like the parents entertained us the whole time. That's a new right. parenting thing, too. My parents didn't entertain yeah. me, they were like, Hey, we're gonna sit here and have dinner, right? Try to be a human while we sit here, and then <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and yeah. if you need to, you know daydream then do that but yeah. if i'm constantly consuming i don't know where really yeah. there's room for imagination and if you start at that young man that's yeah. i don't know that's kind of scary to me
1: no you're 100 percent right and that as a like okay um i don't want to come off judgy i don't like being judgy i don't like judge parenting is hard you know to be to have someone else that is more important than you is is different for people um you really to be effective you have to kind of almost put yourself aside a lot of the time and make sure that the you know because your focus is on the kid especially when they're a baby through i don't know i don't know how old you know um and so i think that's difficult for people i think throughout history we've tended to ignore our kids on some level, like, cause we just want time for ourselves. you know, like we want, I want to read this book or I want to talk to my friend or I want to be on the phone. So I think parents have always done that. Um, and then TV came along and we're like oh good <laughs> like, this kid will just <laughs> stare at it I was like this is amazing and, yeah. so, and so you just get, you put the kid there without really thinking you know things through <clears throat> um, you just want a break and then that break becomes longer and longer and longer and now we have the phone and it's just so easy and so doing and as a society we've said that's okay and it's not okay it's, it's like one of the worst things I think we're, if you, I bet if someone were to study this, I, I bet there are studies like the four-year-olds that come into school now, the five-year-olds, um, it's scary, man. It's the, we have changed because of the, the, if they use tech all the time and if that's their babysitter, man, bad things, bad things are brewing mm-hmm. um, because they're used to things happening at their whim they're used, they're, they don't have, it doesn't teach any empathy because there's, mm-hmm. it's just a machine that you're pressing the button and like doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't watch, if you don't sit down and talk, like they lose eye contact, their peripheral vision goes to shit because th- th- this is actually, oh. I've actually read about this at least. And this was a few years ago that they were noticing kids peripheral vision on average was decreasing. And so mm-hmm. their only theory was because of screens that are just shoved in their face where they're just staring at the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you talk about like imaginative play and how important it is. And that's like 16 areas of the brain happening. And then you put a screen in front of it. There's like two. There's audio visual. Maybe if they're mm-hmm. playing a game, there's more stuff going on, but pro- nothing close to play. Um, and so it's just we're doing these awful things and it the, the roosters will come home. What is it? The roost? What is the roost? What is the, that uh, word?
0: They'll come home to roost. Yeah, I guess you you report yourself. Basically.
1: Yeah, you report yourself. So I, if there's nothing, if schools have to change on some level to to adapt to the new people coming in. But there's no the, the brain isn't different. I don't want to give because then there's like oh they they know how to use intuitively know how to use technology. No, they don't. Their brain's no different. It's just that technology is easy to learn to use like nowadays. Um, mm but it's it's scary it's ter- it, t- it worries me immensely and the other thing that worries me is that it's hard to say no as a parent especially when all the other kids are doing it mm. um and I don't know if I've talked about this before but I want like I need to start talking to parents who I'm going to my kids are going to be around and be like listen like w- enough is enough like we have to start saying no because I don't want my kids to have a phone like ever and and they shouldn't yeah <laughs> because it's too much pressure. It's too, it's awful. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's awful what the phones do um, and being connected to your friends 24 seven. Like you just, you don't need to do that mm-hmm. to yourself. Like as adults, it's hard. So as kids, it's just, it's impossible.
0: God, it's just changing so quickly and just doing something so simple yep. that you and I grew up is going to make you a radical. You know, it's going to make you like, yep. like a freak to people. It's going to be almost,
1: impo- and it's going to make my kid. it's going to make my kids ostracized mm-hmm. and and eliminated from social things. Which is terrible. Like, I don't want to do that to my kids, but I mean, like, my my responsibility is to their future selves, not you know more so than their current self. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, my responsibility to myself is to my future self on some level than my current. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. it's not being obsessed over the future, but it's, it's it's one of my favorite quotes ever was that Hemingway. And I don't know if you've heard this one, but he was always talking about writing. And he's like, "Be kind to your future self. Like, just sit down and write a little bit, and then later, your future self will be happy because you've written stuff." And okay. I take that, and I extrapolate that huge. I'm like, just be kind. Be kind. You know, make decisions that are kind to your future self. You know, be kind because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you don't you don't know what you're doing Like, you don't know the impact of what you're doing right now. Um, right. So, yeah, that's terrifying. That stuff really scares me to know in. So (laughs) So you're right, Kel. (laughs) So basically,
0: (laughs) like I'm trying to imagine too if I get, if I have kids, um, what is the setting I'm going to put them in? Because I feel strongly about that. Like, even for my own self, like I am, like obviously you and I having this chat is, well, you can't deny the benefits of technology, right? Right. But I knew very early on, I don't know about, yeah, I would say early on now, like I would say in my teens, Mm -hmm. I was like, man. I got to get rid of TV because I am just so addicted yep. to it. And I love video games and stuff like that. And my life blossomed yep. tremendously when I couldn't pay my cable bill and didn't have TV. Right. <laughs> and then yep. one day I made a conscious decision when I graduated college to just get rid of it. Right. But now I'm back in super TV mode because I've got internet. Right. And I've got to get like, I can't even do it at my current school because it's just such a, I need it honestly to mm-hmm. function here. But I want to eventually get to a point where, I have to go somewhere to use internet i don't want to have it in my house because i'm not the guy that can. i know that you should be able to but wisdom comes in knowing (laughs) yourself as well and i just can't like i was never the guy that could have a tv and not turn it on i had to just get it out of the house you know what i mean right yeah so yeah i got it i want to get to that place eventually as well where i don't i mean obviously there's so many benefits of it but um but i don't think there's anything wrong with having to go to a coffee shop or somewhere like that to plug in either because then you can just leave it eventually
1: yeah. No, I, I agree. And Diana and I talk about this and it's just, we're too scared to do it right now, you know, and, and I do like having it, It's <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's, there's things about the internet that are just so powerful and cool. Um, and actually the thought I had right now, which is something I'd learned before is, and you can try this too, and let me know if it works. And maybe we'll try it here. Is uh, if you one way to help yourself make change a habit is to make something twenty seconds harder to do. So, for example, you could take your router, unplug it, and put it in the closet. So you have internet; it's just not on. So now wow. it takes you—you you have to physically go. Okay, I need to go get the router, and and so then you really have time to think. Like, do I really want to be doing this right now? Uh-huh. so I don't know. Yeah. So we might try that now that I thought of that. We'll see.
0: Ah, oh, that just yeah, that's great. That's because like I remember, uh, I don't know, just vibing with you. A friend mm-hmm. who uh, when I was younger, he was getting really good at at guitar, and yeah. drums. He was playing everything, and he was like, "It's all about convenience, dude. You gotta." So I think there's a positive to that. Too, like, it's too convenient to have internet, and it's not convenient enough to manifest the other things that you want to cultivate in your life, right? Right. Yeah. I should constantly have a paper and pen just sitting right there. And I mm-hmm. should constantly have like other things should be totally accessible. And these things that I see as addictive or yeah, I'll say addictive um, should be mm-hmm. less accessible. Yeah. That's good. I'm gonna try that. Yeah. Then. That's a good cool. idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You want to make things that's what they have 20 seconds easier and then 20 seconds harder. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all. Cause that, and that reminds me that's like good preschool stuff is like you want to have like the Montessori and Reggio Emilia I don't know if you've heard those terms but those are kind yeah. of uh, some concepts for early childhood and it's like you want the cool stuff to be there so you mm-hmm. want you want to change it but like you want the drum and the drumsticks to just be sitting there like you don't want the kid to have to open the thing and get it mm-hmm. out and then play with it you want it there and you want it to be they call it evocative I think to uh-huh. ev- to evoke um uh-huh. and so yeah I mean if like If you want to go back to like compulsory it's like you want to make sure kids have experiences right but you don't want them to like that the other thing that terrifies me is um like once we understand how important experiences are and like those are what really makes us is i'm terrified that someone will design some program that will give everyone the same experiences do you know what I mean? Like these experiences are guaranteed to create something. So then it's just like all these kids having the exact same, ex- like they're trying to control experience so much.
0: is not that and what we're um, doing? I, uh,
1: I don't know because I don't think the, I'm going to be, let's see. I think we're trying to do that, but it's hard. And I don't think, I, I think a kid at this point depending on the classroom he is, can just tune off and have his own experience or her own oh, yeah. experience.
0: Well, I was just talking about the whole idea of subjects and like compulsory education. I thought they were trying to. Like, oh, yeah, I think
1: we're, we're trying. We're trying, but not intentionally. It's just it's I don't know. You know what I mean? And I don't think people. Yeah, it's just not working either. So. Mm-hmm. But like, if you are like, oh, you need these, exper- like, mon- like you know, all the Google people are Montessori people. So they're not like, oh, everyone needs to be Montessori, but then they're going to do it wrong. And they're uh-huh. going to, for- you know, instead of having natural experiences, they're going to be like forcing all
0: this stuff. Mm-hmm. and
1: <laughs> Make automatons, which we're already trying to do. <laughs> um,
0: so do you think, you know, because like in uh, <laughs> Finland just did away with subjects, right? They don't even have subjects now. Or Correct. Yeah, um, Finland,
1: yeah, they're done with subjects.
0: <laughs> so do you think that things should be, I mean, obviously we agree that there should be some basic concepts and skills like numeracy and literacy. They should that, because mm-hmm. these things empower people to kind of choose their path. But yes. do you think that there's courses that should be compulsory? Of course. Well, I mean, like you're the, um, like first aid, for example, do you think that should be? First compulsory? aid.
1: Yes. Yeah. Self-defense. Driver's education. Gardening. <laughs> Gar- it, yeah, well, Colombia I mean, would how to, sir, how to
0: survive in huh? yes. Colombia would benefit greatly if their public school system <laughs> and private school system had yeah. uh, drivers education, I think. Yeah. Though, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. I yeah. Like it's a hell of a thing driving around here. Please. No, no. Yes. Yeah. Well, but that might be more of a cultural thing too. It's just like, because if you put them in the States, I think they drive better, you know?
0: Well, yeah, it's just
1: it's. Or linear and there's cops that will do something if you're breaking the law. <laughs> Cause here let's just pull let's pull over the poor motorcycle people and check their papers. That's all But even
0: like, not to go on a tangent with this, but like even the roundabouts, <laughs> like they just stuck roundabouts all over that country without showing anybody how to use them properly. Like they don't know how to use yeah. a roundabout. No, they they missed the whole point yeah. of it.
1: They do, and the roundabouts are too small. That's the one <laughs> thing I've realized. It's like the way they designed it, they're too small to actually be a roundabout. Like, it's just really bad because I get so angry. I'm like, I, ne- I don't trust anyone anymore to be in the middle and not just take off to the outside. I'm like, you, I, I don't understand. You know, you're going to just leap out and crash into me. So it's <laughs> some of the most terrifying parts of my day are the, are the glorietas. <laughs> it's just chaos. Um, but I, courses, but see, I don't know if I would call them courses, you know. What would you call it? I don't, I don't know. Um, foundational knowledge, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, like in gardening, I think being able to cultivate a well-balanced diet mm-hmm. because like the the problem with agriculture is like that, but the, that sapien books talk sapiens book talks about it is that you, we went from a very rich, um, diet to a very, uh, non rich, mm-hmm. like dependent upon wheat. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having the knowledge to grow your own food and to—I don't want to say manipulate, but I'm going to manipulate nature to produce a well-balanced diet. And I, I also think like, what is an ethical way to raise animals? Like I don't want domesticated, but like I know rabbits like being in from what i've heard maybe that's just lies propagated by people who want to eat rabbits i don't know (laughs) um but i've heard rabbits like like being in little dark places and so this is an ethical meat so you can keep rabbits and then but like learning how to kill like kill your own food like i I don't
0: not, not maybe the hunting thing but um i wrote all this down i'm surprised that you're saying that also
1: Oh, okay, yeah, but like, yeah. I think that's important because I, I want to. I want to be able to have a rabbit, raise it, and then kill it, and then clean it and cook it. Mm. I just don't have the, I don't have the 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 capacity right now in my life <laughs> to, to do that. <laughs> I think about it, and then I'm like, oh, I could give, I could just give the rabbit to the major domo, and he'd kill it, you know, no problem. Mm. Then I'm like, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is for me to respect life enough to honor it if I'm going to eat it, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um. But that, I think those, that stuff is important as um, like foundational stuff. And then again, any of them, anything that doesn't change, but I, I wouldn't call them courses, I guess.
0: Okay. Well, what's <laughs> I'd your, call you them. Would, <laughs> I was going to say, what's your apprehension? What does course evoke in you? Like, what do you think when you hear course? Too too siloed, you know, too, too apart.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like the things are apart um, and the things are separate and that they don't, you don't naturally just see that. You just don't naturally see learning. You know, you see, it's, it seems forced. So I don't know what that trick is to, for something to be compulsory, <laughs> but not feel forced, <laughs> 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 which I know goes against the word compulsory, but uh, you know, yeah, I won't, I want. I, and, I, and I think that, that probably that, that, that has to stem from your first years at school um, and that they're devoted to play and you're not forcing them stuff you offer. I guess that's what offerings. There we go. There go. Offerings. So we have an offering today. This offering yeah. is, is first aid or something like that. You know, if you want to come and hang out like, but then, oh, the, so here we go. So the foundational stuff you repeat you just—it's always done. It's like you're—you're you're consistently as the teacher. Like you want to talk about what is school for? School is for these foundational things that you consistently offer repetitively. Uh, and then when kids aren't interested in it, maybe you have a conversation. You're like, "What's going on? Like it's first aid. You, we've—I've offered this seven times and you haven't picked up on it. Like what? What's going on? Like why mm-hmm. do you not see the importance in this?" Or have a conversation with them. Uh-huh. You know, get human. <sighs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know,
0: figuring terrible. things out all that, like our little Jason Bournes have to be able to survive in the Amazon yeah. and in Paris. They got to have skills. They have to be able they to do in my, in my, in my idea. I would want them to be able to like, I would like them to have wilderness survival and then like urban survival. Also. For sure. See, whatever that means. Like, uh,
1: Yes. And like be Benjamin Franklin, you know? Yeah. I love that. I love that guy. Um, God, he's incredible. Just the amount of stuff that he did, just incredible. But then also be like, I don't know how violent he could have been. You know, I don't know because he didn't. You know, I don't. could he take care of himself in a scrap? I, I would uh, think so. but I don't, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he did something interesting with his writing. Have you ever heard about how he improved his writing skills? Oh,
0: uh, uh, maybe. Go ahead. Maybe tell me. He
1: would. He would just copy what someone else wrote and then made it better. How so? So he, you know he would just like read a book and then write the book just like the person read it and then sh- make changes to it that he thought would be better so that's how he learned how to write well wow. that's how he taught how he taught himself how to write hmm. well not like the the basic liter. you know i'm sure that was done somewhere else but to, to be an effective writer he would read everybody's stuff copy it and then make changes to it that he thought were better
0: uh-huh hmm. yeah. uh,
1: so but anyway
0: who's the crazy guy that wrote fear and loathing uh, Hunter Thompson. Burroughs? Thompson, Thompson, yeah. he did that with uh, Hemingway and Fitzgerald and those guys. He would copy their novels word for word. Uh, he didn't improve. He just wanted to get in the habit of, huh. I don't know, I guess he wanted to absorb that style on some level. Yeah, yeah
1: that's cool. I don't think, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: what do you think about swimming?
1: Swimming, yeah, you got to know how to swim in case you fall in an ocean. <laughs> or do a I? river or something. You don't want to be toast.
0: So then what are the offerings then? Okay, offerings. And then (laughs) we mentioned, you know, and then there's also that idea that the kids could just, uh, at the end of each learning quarter or whatever, you reflect Mm. and then you say, all right, well, what do we want to do next? And then teachers, I mean, you got to have a small amount though. You can't, like, that's another thing that I don't think people get. Like, I think you do have to have small numbers. Like a lot of this stuff that Ed Psych (laughs) is suggesting, you can't do it with, X, like, there's a cap on how much good feedback you can give a kid, I think. And yes. Um, yep. And how, and how, how, how way you can mentor kids as well. Uh, all that. And, and then just like the idea of sitting down with a kid or group of kids and being like, all right, well, what do we want to do next? Where do we want to go? Yeah. That, that gets really hard as you push towards 20 kids. I think.
1: It does. It does. Cause the one thing they noticed was a problem with small class sizes is that the kids at the bottom know they're at the bottom. Whereas if the group is larger, they feel better. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I but I don't think that's that. a reason not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you, like my, if I were to design something, it would be, let's see, I would use that rule of 150 that mm-hmm. I've talked about before. Especially but I think that, that has to, it's a great idea. That has to, that has to extend. I think it has to extend to parents. So then that really limits the amount of kids that you have. Mm-hmm. So that would be like 40 something students, you know, seven adults that are there, you know. Mm-hmm and then the parents and that gets you to about 150 mm-hmm. and, and so i think that's the maximum really so what out of 40 that would be seven kids per s- adult or something yeah um because i th- and i think there's just there's just there needs to be more time for us to learn because there's just too much stuff out there <laughs> to not like as the teacher
0: oh what if that's you need the rotation be, what if yeah. what if What if the way that you maintain more people in the community is you have like a mandatory six month sabbatical after Mm, mm -hmm. or what you know whatever you have a certain amount of just kind of the same time concept of as a summer break but maybe not as long and maybe not literally in summer but like with some logic Uh as to when so there's a cohort coming in and going out Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah no i think that there's and and, uh, i'm curious as to I don't know if you happen to know, but like the solitary time, like it, it that's something I feel I need. Like, I feel I like enjoyed. I need to be in a quiet place and think absolutely, you know, and reflect. And I'm wondering, like historically, is that something I need because of the environment I now live in, that it's just too much on my brain? And like, like that's something that we've developed or was that something that we used? Before, like, if you looked at hunter and gatherers, would they go off on their own I'm and kind sure. of sit and think? You think I'm so? I'm certain.
0: Yeah, because yeah. as a okay. kid, I, I feel like I was following instincts as a kid. You know, and as a right. kid, I would go off alone. I love being alone. Yeah, N- not all the time, yeah. but there were definitely times where if there was no one around, I was going to explore. You know, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's. And when I mean, they, they talk about introverted people, also, yeah. Uh, which, it, you know, they said, actually, I don't know what literally how you re-energize. I don't know what that literally means, but you get the idea. that mm-hmm. like, I just get drained if I'm around people constantly and I need yeah. some time alone. And I think that's yeah. natural as well. I think that people, yeah. well, that, like that quote that you sent to me, um, one thing that stood out to me, something that I've, another friend and I have talked about before, some people can't be alone with themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I evolved into that type of person as a teenager. And I knew intuitively that eventually I had to learn to be alone and I really couldn't start to bloom into who I've become and am still becoming until I was able to do that. And that didn't happen until mm. pretty much after college, you know?
1: Yeah. I've, I've always been very comfortable be- being alone. I, and I actually think that was upon reflect. Like I always tr- try to reflect, like, why am I the way I am? Um, like when I think about my schooling, I I think I've said this before. I don't remember any of my teachers. I mean, it's, it's really sad. I remember a couple. Mm-hmm. Like through my whole, however many teachers I had, um, I think part of that was I moved around a ton. Um, mm-hmm. I went to like six different schools or whatever. But anyway, um, I try to think about like what what experiences did I have that that have helped me become someone who's curious and interested and will learn things on their own accord kind of thing. And I, I wasn't always like this and I I went through peaks and valleys just like anyone. Um, I shouldn't say just like anyone. That's probably not true. Um, but, um, I spent a lot of time by myself. I had to, I had to play by my, I had to entertain myself like constantly, like one from, I was a kid. Um, and I think that helped a lot. And my family loved to play games. And I think the games helped me with math. Like I, I, I'm sticking to this till I die. It's like card game. I tell all the parents, I'm like, play card games and board games with your kid. Like, if you want to help them with math, like that's just, just do that. Mm-hmm. Just, just, that's all you got to do. Cause like, I, I that's all I did. You know, is like we played a lot of number games with cards and it gives you some fluency and and some ideas about numbers. And then you use that to be more successful in math kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I think time alone um, is something I, I need. Like, I'm, I guess I'm introverted too. Like I took that introverted test and, Crushed it. I crushed it. (laughs) I Crushed it. Um, And so, yeah, but that's one of the things that we miss, especially. I don't know if it's all educators. It's not all educators, obviously, but. um, Very few. You don't really sit and think during the school day about how things are going. Mm -hmm. And like leadership doesn't sit. It's always like get it done, go, go, get it done, get it done, like finish, finish, finish. Go to the next thing. Go to the next thing. Get it done. Right. Get it done. Get it. No, just, yeah. Yeah. If you don't have time to sit and they say you should schedule like an hour a week during your work to just sit and think and write and really ponder how things are going. And I've done that once, <laughs> and I really liked it, but I just don't feel like I have the time. Like there's just all this pressure,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, what man, about mandatory
1: uh, reflection periods.
0: <laughs> I was going to say there's one too. And then I was thinking, uh, well, before I say what I was about to say, like on our outdoor ed program here, like we make the kids, yeah. it is tough for them apparently, but they have to sit alone mm-hmm. each year. It's scaffolded, you know, and grade eight, they have mm-hmm. to stay alone for like an hour yeah. alone in the woods and they have to take a notebook with them. And mm-hmm. just, if anything comes to mind, they can jot it or they can draw, but, yeah. and then by the time they're a senior, they have to spend the whole night alone in the woods awesome yeah um and then of course i lost what i was about to say <laughs> you were talking about uh, reflection in the hour being alone yeah i don't the know the hour of reflection but i have heard like in my school it'll be like no one can eat alone here and i'm like wait a minute because you know they're thinking like you know if somebody's being left out i'm like y'all y'all have got to get out of your extrovert centric mindset because i'm yes. gonna eat alone and i need to and there's probably some kids <laughs> yeah. like that too. Like I know you don't want kids to uh, feel like they're being left out, but some people don't can't just have this constant stimulation because right. the more that that's happening, what I'm not hearing is that inner thing, that intuitive mm-hmm. voice. It is mm-hmm. being drowned out constantly. And I think that someone who's trying to be in tune with that, you have to have those quiet moments. Like, yeah, For yep. sure.
1: Yep. Yeah, I know it would drive me nuts. Like, Yeah, I couldn't. I, I try to go and eat with people, you know. <laughs> I try to. I do you know, because I think people think I'm weird enough as is that you know I don't need to keep keep doing that um, so I try to be normal in some some ways fit in with the herd. I don't want to be the zebra that just gets killed by the line.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh, another thing I just jotted down that I had not written before, but what about like apprenticeships and school to work opportunities? Um I mean I love, I love it space
1: yeah <laughs> i I think I mean that's so it would be so cool is if in the school setting you had well, I guess, yes, I guess, yeah, going out would be great also bringing people in, you know, like um artists, craftsmen, you know, mm-hmm. people who know what they're doing, any sort of job um maybe not any job but like things that you would need to apprentice to learn um Mm -hmm. i guess any job is almost like that but that would be that would be really cool giving people experiences with that um or seeking out what are you interested in and finding people to connect with and and um and who would be and i think on some level i think jobs want that i i i from the more the more i read like they don't like all the people they are hiring out of university now they have to train and it like takes forever for them to do anything. Um, and so if you had people kind of, you know, interested in what you're doing and work and learning from you in a, in a, in a very calm and and relaxing way, then I think that that would, that would help out people.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: what were your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I like it. I was just thinking too, like I, I was watching this show the other day and I was like, man, I wish I could do that. Uh-huh. I, wish, I wish I had a school just, you know, because YouTube is kind of like that, but mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. Like it would be so cool. Like I was just thinking like, because the, the guy's really young. He's like, uh, he's younger. You know, I, I still think I'm young. I'm 32 now. <laughs> He's my age he's so young he's like thirty one <laughs> but uh but he started doing this when he was really young he started doing this in his 20s obviously you know what I mean but uh-huh. he's like the guy's a rapper but he's also like a singer and and like mm-hmm. he's uh, uh i guess you would call it a what do you call him filmographer anyway he makes movies and TV okay. shows and stuff all like right. that. I don't know what you call that but just like seeing the camera angles and like mm-hmm. knowing which camera to use and just all that I was like man I wish yeah. I because I've always wanted to be a creative you know uh and mm-hmm. I don't think you have to wait for those technical skills to just start creating stuff. I think you just have to jump into it. But nonetheless, it would be great yeah. to have such an environment. Like as a kid, you are like, hey, how do I make a show like this? And then we could just do it. Like, well, let's, let's try it. Let's practice yeah. it, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's part of it. It's like mm-hmm. then you have the person who can access, who can help you get that knowledge and then you can learn together. Because mm-hmm. how awesome would that be? You know, that you could just drop it and then... You know, and then you're like, hey, we're doing a, <laughs> I don't want to get all like, oh, we're doing a film offering right now, guys. And then anyone interested, mm-hmm. come on, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's mm-hmm. what it would sound like. I don't know. I'd probably be a little bit more serious about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, that would be awesome. And Because then that, like in the in my vision of like a school the only thing that stresses me out about that is like having the resources means money and like where do you get it and you got to make sure you have the resource but anyway um i have my thoughts on where that would come from but um that would be awesome Mm because and it's so important and i think even khan academy now has film classes that you can take oh yeah that teach you how to teach you how to do that (laughs) Yeah. Not that i love conicat but whatever yeah so you use the content to, to or you use what you, you have, the tools that you have
0: mm-hmm. um i just thought of another one too that i would make kids you you have to do this mm-hmm. i don't care if you want to do it or not <laughs> some type of service learning and i'm saying yes, that because yeah. we have service learning at my school and, and another person was like "Well, i don't think you can make kids do this and i was like well yeah you can i was like but my parents had to make me be a good guy sometimes mm-hmm. and you're yeah. planting seeds you know like it's hard to make yeah. a kid Especially an adolescent, a young adolescent, be empathetic. But it's like, well, whatever, suck it up. We're going here. We're going to help these people.
1: Yeah, exactly. This, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a hal- that's helping out the group, right? That's that's putting yourself aside to do something for someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's so important.
0: As an adult, we do have wisdom. You know, it's not like we're trying to you want kids to be collaborators in the, in the process. You don't want that, you know, you know, you're not mm-hmm. just telling them everything that's going to happen, but sometimes you do. I think like there are instances and I'm glad that my parents my and my grandparents made me go deliver meals on wheels and shit that I didn't like right. doing. You know what I mean? No. Obviously I would have obviously done something else, but it, that's right. beneficial.
1: <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Serving others. I'm huge. I'm a huge believer in, especially like uh, people who are less fortunate than you are. Um, I'm a believer in it. I don't necessarily do it right now, um, and that's oh, I never But, I, it, no. but I, do re- <laughs> I do. I do recognize it's something lacking in my life. I am. You know. <laughs> have you ever seen that Louis C.K. one about the? Do you watch
0: them at exactly all? Exactly what I was talking about. Uh, yeah, when he's talking about up the seat. I feel good about it. I feel good. <laughs> Just the idea of doing it was enough to satisfy it. I didn't actually have to follow but, through with it. But
1: I think that's the sickness of our brain, though. That actually is something. <laughs> But just us thinking it, we do feel better about ourselves mm-hmm. kind of thing, which is just awful. <laughs> and, that, and that actually ties into another one of my compulsor, compulsory things. I'm really struggling with that word. Um, have you ever heard of mental models before? No. Or lattice frameworks or anything like that? No. Do you know who Charlie Munger is? He is. Do you know who Warren Buffett is? Yes. <laughs> Okay, so Warren Buffett, very successful guy. His business partner is a man named Charlie Munger. Um, And they're both, like, they read 800 pages a day. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm. Like, they just, they base their life around reading and to gain knowledge and then to use that. And so one of the things that they've, ston- they've thought about is you have to have various models. And this is where I think my the thought about foundational skills comes into play. Like you have to have all these models and different ways of thinking so that you can apply them in different contexts so that you can solve problems um, and that you can be aware of yourself. So like confirmation bias, that's a model. So understanding that you will only look at information that you already believe in to then support your opinion even more like if you understand you do that then you can prevent that and you can make better decisions so they use it mostly to to be better business people um but i think it's really important to have different frameworks on how to think about things and just understand yourself as i mean brain stuff i think for me would be compulsory like understanding what your brain is what is good for your brain what is bad for it how to cultivate your brain how to make it better Mm -hmm um that would be compulsory but also understanding yourself understanding that when you think of something you don't have to prove it but then your brain kicks in dopamine to make yourself feel better like you know having grasps on that um understanding like all the different theorems and laws like hawkham's razor and things like that where it's like the easiest solution is often the best but it's also the reason it's a good thing is because you can falsify it so like we don't we know i never try and falsify my ideas i never try and prove them wrong so it's like having those Mm -hmm. habits i see those as really powerful i don't do them you know um but I want to, you know, I want to read stuff I disagree with and I want to do that. I just, at this point I don't choose to, cause I have, maybe it's a bad habits or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. I just, I just realized kind of as you were saying, I don't know if you, you must have said something that sparked this, but like, just like with science, for example,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: one thing that Neil deGrasse Tyson said that has stuck with me is science is a way of knowing. Yes. It's essentially what it is, but it's yeah. given to us as content. Like you just know this, you learn. And I think that there's, there's importance in that. But mm-hmm. I think first, before they start telling us all about, here's what we know about this and this and this and this, why aren't we yeah. so focused on the scientific method? Why don't we just do that constantly? Right. With anything. Yep. yep. That's how you truly yep. make scientists and, and people who are scientifically minded. It's not just by telling them, again, I think that it's good to know about your cells, et cetera, et cetera, all your biology, chemistry. Like, there's a mm-hmm. place for that. Yeah. But that just completely like how many people do all this stuff and they're not truly scientists or scientific minded like as, right. as far as their like way of thinking and, and trying to understand the world and that's yeah. the whole point of science right exactly
1: well because and at the end of the day it's way easier to teach someone who wants to learn something and so if if I'm not if I don't want to learn it and then you're gonna make it super boring anyway. Like now I'm totally, I totally don't care. And Now I have a bad attitude towards science, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it makes way more sense to to teach them the skills of a scientist, you know, so that they want to and that curiosity and testing things out and like how awesome, like I, I, so I don't know. I would imagine you just, if you cultivate that at a young age, like that, it just becomes habit. I'm really into habits now. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't know where they, I don't know. Like when I look at my class and I see them do stuff, I'm like, is that just, is that just a habit they've developed? And can we change that habit? Because if it's a habit, like that's hard work (laughs) to change, to change the Mm -hmm. habit. That's like, you have to do like 22, 21 days in a row to like build a habit kind of thing. There was a right.
0: You always drop the knowledge on me. I got to write that.
1: (laughs) They actually, the cool thing I heard was, they think that might be because our cells regenerate in like 21 days so that your cells need to experience this new habit so that they can become part of you. That was a, that was just total like guess or something that someone did, but I liked it. So,
0: Um,
1: but like, what is habit, you know, and like, if it is a habit, how do you, how do you help kids change it kind of thing? But again, I guess if you have them from the beginning, then you can help them create good habits. But, I wouldn't want to develop something that is only for kids that haven't experienced something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like all, all of us are worth it or no one is. Boom. <laughs> 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 that one comes from a, a fictional book character, Harry Bosch. So I can't even take that one. <laughs> he said, everyone's worth it or no, or everyone means something or no one does. So that's his, that's his philosophy.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining our, uh, our hypothetical dream school that once you said it would be like a barn, right? Like out in the yeah, middle yeah. with just like tons of stuff barn. in it. Yeah. And yeah. On, on one wall, we've got the design cycle. I don't know if you've seen yep. the design cycle. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. On the other side, we've got the scientific method. Yeah. And that basically, and then maybe we can throw a couple other things in there. And that basically guides what we're doing. And then sure. that's pretty For cool. Sure. I don't know yeah no I would that's yeah I think
1: all that stuff is so great and it's just like how would you what what, (laughs) when it comes to technology what do you think a school should look like when it comes to tech
0: well Jason Bourne has to know how to get into all kinds of things yeah. So there's going to be a place for that, but it's not going to happen. Yes. I'm going to treat technology the way the F- the fins or the finish treat uh, uh-huh. literacy. It's going to come later. It's not going to yeah. it is not going to happen in those early developmental stages.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, they, they actually treat technology probably that way too. They don't have much. Do That's one of those nasty little secrets that no one wants to tell you. <laughs> is that the the Finnish don't really do much with tech. I don't think, well, maybe, again, this is like 2015 when I was reading about it, so it's been a couple of years, but they believe in paying teachers instead of buying tech, so.
0: But I'm just thinking, too, like, how much do you need to freaking do tech? It takes you, like, it's so... Um, I can't, the word just left me, but you can... It. I, it's not like you need to train for years to, I mean, if you're gonna do a no. programming, that's something else, like programming, that would be an right. course, yeah, an offering yeah. perhaps, but offering. Uh, I mean, these things are just like, old people are on Facebook now, old right. people have smartphones, they're so easy to use, it's not like you gotta need training in this thing, it's just an addiction, you know what I mean? Like, whenever the exactly. time comes for them to get involved with this stuff, it's not like they're just gonna be it's totally inaccessible, it's the most accessible thing yeah. that they have, it's made to be accessible, because they want everybody using use right. it, you know? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Well, if someone says like it's a wonderful tool. And I'm like, well, I guess it all depends. <laughs> it's like, I like you can give a hammer to a monkey and they're just gonna start killing people with it. So like they're not gonna use <laughs> they're not gonna use it. <laughs> it's like it's a tool, yes, but in the hands of, of what? Mm. Um and so yeah, no, I, I I am on I mean again, I've gone from this is have I this is this is another thing I th- I want to be compulsory. I don't know how you do this, but I want I want people to believe strongly. No, no. Have strong opinions loosely held. Have you heard that before? Or like strong beliefs um, loosely
0: held? Have you heard that? I've heard something very similar. I've heard it's, it's, it's okay to it's have beliefs as it. long as you don't believe in them.
1: Yes. Yeah, you had said that before. Yeah. That. Yeah, I, I want I want that. I want mm-hmm. I want you to believe fiercely in in and what you currently believe in but have the the ability to let it go because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't um i don't even know oh but what i was going to say is like because i was all about tech you know five years ago i was like oh this is going to save the world blah, blah, blah. and then i'm like mm-hmm. no i don't want to <laughs> get it out of here <laughs> i am now a luddite i've gone completely 180. Um, yeah I think it serves a purpose in the end. I, I want I I try to only use it now for kids to create cool things to show off their learning. Like that's it. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. Um, I want them to be able to use it for them for their advantage um, mm. because they have such bad habits. They have horrifying, the awful habits, just awful. Mm. Can I listen to music? I'm like, no, no, you can't. Just stop it. Stop watching reggaeton videos. <laughs>
0: 24 distro- seven
1: and they're like, and then I'm like, I know you, what you're doing. Oh, I'm not looking at anything. Yes, you are.
0: <laughs> you know my body
1: language. You're not doing your math right now. It's just, it's, <laughs> like you're not in hey.
0: trouble. Um, God, every time you say, I want to say like 10 things at once. <laughs> um, do you know, I wanted to ask you about what do they know about music? Cause you're trying to like focus on something, but let's come back to that. I'm just throwing okay. it out there in case we remember yeah. it. But, um, I was thinking, you know, obviously these things, these laptops are great for investigating, but I want you to investigate the world physical first and get in the habit of doing that and get in the habit of going to talk to people. Like I went and talked to a guy at my school the other day. And I think this is, I think this is Korean culture because I think most people try to avoid emails, but I've heard Uh more than one person say this. I'll go and they'll be like, just send me an email next time. But (laughs) I'm against that. Like, I think as far as like investigating the physical world, that also means like, Hey, let's go f- talk to this guy who makes movies or let's go talk to this person right. who, uh, you know, knows how to weld and see if we can, what we can get, like get in the habit of that interaction and, and, and being, uh, willing to go have an interaction with a person, you know, like, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Cause it's way different and that's a different skill. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I a hundred percent agree. And it's just, it's so weird. Just the world that, I mean, like, I don't know. It's just so weird. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I'll go to the music thing. I'll answer to the best of my knowledge about the research on that. If you Okay. Want. Yeah, do it. Um, for kids, well, if for anyone really, when you're learning something, like you're, you're practicing it, you're trying to kind of get your mind around it, music without words can be a benefit. But I also think quietness, I think, is probably better. I, don't, I can't say that that's the research that they said quiet is better than music with no words. I'm not 100% sure on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, word, music with words um, is good for experts. So if you like the surgery guys, you know, you've seen the movies and they're listening to opera and stuff. Like that, mm-hmm. for people who are experts at what they're doing, that can help them. Is like music with words or, or something like that. Another time you want music is when you're doing something boring. Mm-hmm. That doesn't require thinking. So if you're stuffing a bunch of envelopes or you're doing a repetitive task, music helps a lot. It just passes the time, gets you through it quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think it even improves your efficiency. Um, but but like, yeah, I think in general it's not a great thing when you're learning how to do something. It's just I think it's a, you should avoid it. Having said that, there's also a website that I use called Focus at Will. Um and they have some interesting research about kids with ADHD and like the that they could listen to a certain type of music, like that dubstep, dubstep, like the like really like that actually helps them focus and it actually helps them read better. And I was like, oh boy, I, oof, okay, it's like I will right. trust you on that. And I'm not there yeah. in my life where I'm like, hey, go ahead and listen to dubstep as you're reading, you know, I don't know. But, but on top of that is like, yeah a lot of kids show symptoms of adhd but they don't have it Mm -hmm. it's just that they are surrounded by input and their brain is just like you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. so that i would be i wouldn't use that on purpose then with all kids because just because they seem like they can't pay attention because they're they're not able to focus Mm -hmm. so but that's music it can be good. i listen to because i don't want to be bothered by people if i'm working (laughs) I will have classical music on as I work Mm -hmm. and I've Mm -hmm. I've seen no well that's the other okay we want to go back to like scientific method and stuff and what is compulsory I want kids to understand themselves like that's what I want when a kid asks me can I listen to music Mr. Light I'm like have you ever studied the effects of this and if it actually helps you to do what you want to do no it's like "Then no you can't (laughs) (laughs) but then they but then they don't they're not curious about it enough to study it do you know what i mean they're they're not like oh how could i set up an experiment well probably because they don't know how so that's i'm actually now going to chastise myself and i will now open up i will help them to create an experiment Mm -hmm. on how to test this stuff Mm -hmm. and like can i chew gum in class i'm like why don't you find out about gum is it good for you (laughs) (laughs) you know should you be chewing it like you do that research and i'll let you chew gum in class you know but then they're like oh no i'd rather not do that i just want to chew gum man
0: (laughs) i've been challenging the kids you know obviously these are great kids but with the music thing if we're doing something artistic like drawing something Uh uh-huh because i i just I, i observe my own thoughts and i know that we're not all the same but like when I'm doing something really I don't know if cognitive is the right word, but when I'm doing something linguistic, like writing uh-huh. or reading, I can't have music coming in like I Right. Just mess, but if I'm drawing or something like that, it's just there. Mm-hmm. Like it there's nothing to it. So gotcha. I, I keep challenging them. I'm like, All right, yeah, find me some research that says that it it's beneficial and no one and of course they really want to do it and none of them have done that yet but they they Uh, usually respect me that they're like all right i will then but they just don't (laughs) yeah and so i'm like yo if you bring me some research that suggests that this is beneficial i'm not gonna say no i'm gonna do it so find it and show it to me
1: Uh, and they just don't do it that's so sad
0: i think they just believe me yeah, which is maybe also sad, but maybe there's something uh, innate in that. Maybe there's like ages where they're like, "Hey, this guy's an authority figure. I'm just gonna right. He knows what he's talking about." Yeah.
1: No. Oh man, question authority. Did I tell you that that Alfie Cohen, he was wearing a button that said "Question Authority," and then the this college girl was like, uh, "How did you get that title?" <laughs> no. Yes. Like she didn't get it. She thought he was a question authority. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. So there you go. Maybe we'll end on that because I got to get get more coffee in me before I go off to school.
0: Yeah, I hear the morning birds chirping away. There, there they are. Yeah. Uh, I
1: almost feel like we're not done with the compulsory talk.
0: No, we're not. I've got Cool.
1: So we'll extend it. We'll, we'll do it again.
0: I'm going to tell you, they have to. They have to become what I want them to become, regardless. <laughs> exactly. They have no say in this. They have a say in it as exactly. long as they agree with me.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but you, but see, like, oh, and the, um, so think about this. I think there needs to be a rite of passage. Mm, so just, just think, just think on. That. I think there, there needs to be a rite of passage. I don't know what that would look like, but there has to be something that is outdoor a rite education. Of passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that I think that, that that's where the money is right there.
0: All right. Cool. All
1: right. I've uh, enjoyed it, as always, brother. Me too, brother. All right. Have a wonderful evening and a good night's sleep. All right. See you. All right. See you. Well, there you go. That's what we thought um, should be compulsory in education, and we didn't finish. Uh, So there'll probably be a part two coming at some point. Uh, Thank you again for taking the time to listen to us, and we truly appreciate it. And that's about it. Have a wonderful time, and we'll see you when? we see you or talk to you when you listen to us or I don't I don't really know how that works, you know the technology and all this stuff nowadays. Until
0: next time.